All right, recording. We are like live. As soon as the button goes on, it's like energy <laughs> levels drop. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? <laughs> What's up, haters? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the List Podcast. We love skateboarding. We love life. We thought we would talk about it and share what we have to say with the world. Life is skate talk. No pros, no sponsors, just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. Welcome back to the List Podcast. I'm John. I'm a teacher in the public school system here in Ontario. I've been skating for 24 years. Uh, Jin right here. Yes, I'm a working professional in the software field. And I've been skating for around 21 years. Good to be back. Happy to chat with you guys and share our middle-aged problems with each other. (laughs) Middle-aged hype. I'm Sawyer. I am a professional hater, professional, (laughs) legal professional. Been skating for 24 years. All right. Oh, man. This is good. This is good. Feels like it's been a while since we actually... We just talked and I just got hated on maybe about 10 minutes ago with some Nija and some Bob Deerdeck hate, but it's good to see your faces. It's good to, good to be back. Episode six. Yeah. I actually skated today in the garage. Nice. There, there were no free spots. So I was nestled between two cars doing standstill <laughs> uh, switch flips and kick flips, but it was good because I, my switch flips felt really good. So I'm, pretty nice, hype nice. so yeah. yeah trying to get it trying to get it back um today we are going to get into from our largely uninformed and uninvolved perspective the evolution of the skate video uh, but before we get there we're going to start off today with a segment that it may or may not become a regular feature on the show with our skate would you rather so Jin, i think you've got the would you rather for today do you want to take over yeah, sure. So just to warm things up, right? I have a few would-you-rathers. Maybe we can start easy. Hopefully it's easy enough. Would you rather skate Phillips or Allen key bolts? Ooh. Allen. Allen key for sure. That's easy, yeah. right? I mean, I, I go Allen yeah. too, but I mean... Allen, Allen, right yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is you need there those... like an aesthetic reason behind it? Because, you know, Phillips does make more sense. You have a screwdriver anywhere you go, right? Well, some of the elephant keys have both now, right? Like my, my tool has both. I found that before, it, before the Allen, the proper Allen elephant key tool, I had to carry around these little monkey sticks, like these little L-shaped Allen keys to, they were really small, so they fit in my pocket. And not that I was really tightening my hardware every single session, <laughs> but, but I would say the first three sessions you would have to, I would have to tighten just a little bit because the screws come loose. But for me, it's not really so much as aesthetics. It's functional, I think, because it, the Phillips across really gets a little bigger and bigger. And so it's harder to tighten. Yeah. I find that the Allen keeps its shape or integrity better. Same. And you can use them for years and years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a bit of a superficial <laughs> reason. It's kind of it goes back to what we were talking about last time though. Um, you were talking about wanting all black hardware right Mm. and when you i i find anyway maybe it's just because i i can't use a screwdriver properly but when i do the phillips it i don't know like it it wears right and you get some of the silver coming through Mm -hmm. but the hex key 
kind of keeps its its black better. And uh, I do like looking down at the little hexagons too. I don't know what it is, but done. Yeah, the, so, yeah silver ones can <laughs> wear out quicker. But yeah, it was a good one. Good quick, quick one. Next, what do you got? I have another easy one. Or okay. would you rather skate new shoes in an old deck or old shoes in a new deck? How how old are we talking? <laughs> old from whatever your perspective maybe you're down to the yeah. <laughs> last three plies or two plies yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna go new deck old shoes so old shoes i feel like you can you can work with that right like you can slide in an extra insole or new set of laces or something like that but uh an old deck just feels flat right yeah it's the easy one for me too oh, okay old shoes for sure new deck i mean we're all pros here right we get new decks on the regular so <laughs> gotta get used to skating new decks <laughs> with your old shoes and yeah. i remember for there was a story right i think it was mark johnson that would put his shoes in the microwave like new shoes just to heat them up and soften oh, yeah. the yeah just, i think it was mark johnson but there are a lot of i think skaters that want their shoes to be worn in to avoid that new shoe phase which kind of sucks Right. I do wonder like if that's different for people who consistently skate the same shoe for me, like there's, it's not just that the shoe is new, but I rarely skate the same shoe twice in a row. So it's like, you're also getting used to a new, like a new feel, right? Yeah. It usually takes regardless of the shoe. I mean, some shoes take longer to break in, but usually first sessions always not that good with new shoes. I mean, it, it looks nice. I'd say <laughs> maybe two, maybe the third session, that's when it kind of really breaks in and I feel comfortable, like completely comfortable with new shoes. And hopefully at that time, it's the deck is still, you know, relatively new if we start at the same time, but yeah. Uh, okay. The, I guess the, my answer would be <laughs> if, if I have to answer, it's a close call for me, but yeah, I'm with you guys, old shoes and new deck. Um, but at the same time, I've been doing the new shoes and old deck just because I'm a poser and I've been skating at the park a lot and my decks don't wear down that much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that one. And I have a few more, but I think maybe just one last one as a nice segue into maybe today's discussion. Nice. Would you rather be pro now or pro in the 2000s, like around the era when you started? Wait, can I ask pro as in, are we talking about the one percenters? Like this is like P Rod level, you know? (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. Do you think you can be that level? <laughs> oh, damn. Just I just hate. You, you, gotta, yeah, you have a pro. You're, okay. You're a pro, so you have your name on a deck. That's it. Right, oh. right. Okay. Oh, man. That's tough. 2000s for me. Yeah. I think it's more meaningful, that era of becoming a pro. I mean, not to diminish the value of having your name on the bottom of a deck nowadays, But I think with the proliferation of so many independent board companies, I mean, it's great. Doesn't it lessen the sort of cachet? Doesn't it lessen the the elite sort of quality of having? I I just think it's more meaningful maybe back then in 2000s or 90s and 2000s, you know, to have your name on the bottom of a board. Now I'm going to stick with 2000s. Final answer. Yeah, I think 2000s as well. No real reason, though. That's that's a hard thing. I can't really explain <laughs> why. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like the value of being pro then meant more. Right, yeah. Even being an AM is, was like cool, you know? But now everybody's AM almost, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 
I'm going to, so we were talking before about being like the most agreeable set of, of podcasters online. So I'm going to, I'm going to be contrarian and I'm going to go with, with now I'm going to say my gut reaction when you asked actually was like 1996, 1997 mm-hmm. era, but just kind of thinking about it a little bit. I, I really, it's true. There's been like this mass proliferation of, of board brands and stuff like that. But I also think it's like really cool how, I don't know how wide ranging the, the companies seem to be. Like there's such, such a, a breadth of, of different aesthetics and different styles and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like how it's um, broken up a little bit and, you know, you can, you can kind of find a home that maybe I'm wrong, but it feels, it feels like a little more like um, people's personalities are coming through a little bit more than they did in the two thousands. We'll say people have a space a little bit more to, to kind of, do their own sort of spin on things, I, I guess. But um, so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with today. Yeah. Cool. I think it's an interesting, uh, I think you talked about it last time or maybe the time before to a certain extent as well, where each person's it's almost like comfort and indiv- individuality, right? Like you're able to have that shine through and the deck brand is one that you can find a home, but you associate with and has that, you know, what you identify with, right. Whether it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, a graphic standpoint. Yeah. On one hand, you've got like, like, it's very clearly like like every board graphic is, is a a marketing tool, right? Like it's like Mm -hmm. the, the the bottom of your board is basically an ad for your brand. Right. Um, So it's kind of tricky to think of like associating your personality or worldview with a specific brand, but I do feel like that kind of expression and, and personality tends to, be valued on, mm-hmm. on by board brands. And, yeah. um, you know, you see a little bit of people coming through in their graphics when you, when you're dealing with a company that takes those things into consideration. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, easy one for me. I mean, I I'm a huge conspiracy theory guy, I believe in aliens. So alien workshop naturally <laughs> fit with my, my <laughs> brand of choice, but <laughs> um, no, on a serious note, I think I was going to just close off by saying, it almost feels like with a lot of really big, famous board brands and companies where, yes, there was a certain degree of choice, right? Like if you rode for DGK, right, you were, you know, really G and baggy clothes or whatever, right? And so Expedition 1 had a different look and feel Organica, for example. Right, right. I know I'm naming a whole bunch of KO brands, but or Girl, <laughs> um, you know, Alien, uh, Toy Machine. But there were still those pretty defined buckets. Like imagine being a really tech skater skating for zero. Yeah, yeah. People would be like, yeah. why aren't you jumping off a building? Where's that 5-0 down a 16 stair? You know? Whereas now I think to your point, John, there's much more the diversity and it's a much wider ranging spectrum. So you might have someone on welcome, right? Mm-hmm. Or pizza or hops or you yeah, know, yeah. theories of Atlantis or magenta, uh, you know, that have sure the lines are blurred a little bit, but there's yeah much more i think opportunity for each individual's personality and maybe just yeah identity or individuality to come through as opposed to being have to fit into these Mm -hmm. sort of set industry buckets right right i i want to maybe just add one thing and say that being pro now or then like i'm not trying to say that being pro now is a lesser value in the sense yeah yeah everything because i don't know if anything everybody's amazing now so Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a good, really good point. Yeah. It's almost like everyone's skating 
because they learn so quick and yeah, everyone's so good. Yeah. It almost yeah. makes me not want to skate. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. damn, the six year old kid can backsmith a 12 stair handrail. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's liberating. It's like, there's no hope of reaching that level. Right. It's not like you, you used to have like some guys that you could be like, you know, maybe, maybe one day I could be as good as, as that guy. And there's just no hope anymore. So it's like, there's no more, you know, there's, there's no illusion anymore. You just go out and do your thing. But, yeah. True. True. Yeah. For me, it blurs the lines a little bit with what we're going to talk about too, because I think yeah. what you mentioned does sort of, you know, play into what it is like right now. <laughs> into yeah, self-expression yeah. and everything. So yeah. Right. Hand it back to you. Yeah. just getting into the the evolution of the skate video as we see it you know i think this is going to be a kind of ill-informed generalization but but more or less like we we had full-length skate videos that started as promotional material for companies right and that kind of evolved into something more in the i would say like kind of like the early 90s when that really started to take shape right where you had um you know, a lot of them still were promo videos for companies. They were branded skate videos, but they were depicting something more than just skating um, a lot of the time. And then you get into indie skate videos and, and full lengths that are really like capturing a scene or a specific sort of take on skating or things like that. And the full length sort of DVD VHS skate video was just, it was the thing during the 90s and early 2000s, right? And then we hit the YouTube era. And uh, like, this is how I see it anyway. And we hit the YouTube era and it becomes less about like this cohesive whole and more about individual parts. So rather than having, you know, a group of skaters work together with a filmer to create this piece that all sort of functions together to, to give some kind of overall statement or expression it's now just a single skater in sort of an isolated part that is highlighting skill you know sometimes other things but but focusing just on that skater and that skater's skateboarding rather than something above that or beyond that right and then we get into instagram and it even breaks down even further right because then you're not posting parts anymore you're posting clips so you've got like single clips that are getting tons of attention and, and all this stuff. And I think it's a really interesting progression from this branded yet cohesive whole that is like a collective effort between skaters and filmers and things like that and captures a certain vibe or experience and communicates that to the audience to then something that is very self-promotional that focuses on just specific tricks and sometimes those tricks are high skill sometimes they're not but it's just it's very personal very individual so i guess what what kind of is really interesting to me about it is that we have this huge increase in the frequency of skate media publishing 
like every day there's just countless things posted on Instagram and there's like new sort of mini edits that pop up on YouTube all the time and whatever. And yet I think there's been a general decrease and I, I, I want to get into this a little bit later because I don't, it's not saying it quite how I mean it, but there's been kind of an, an increase in frequency, but a decrease in quality, not necessarily in quality of skating, but in quality of the overall package. And so I think we're all interested in how that shift has kind of influenced the way we consume skate media now, and also how that model or that package of skate media has affected skateboarding itself. With all of that in mind, I want to start off just by asking about your experience as a skater who started, uh, we all started around the same time in the sort of mid to late 90s. What did the full-length VHS or DVD video mean to you growing up? And what was one that really stood out to you as something special? We're all blown away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Big question on really, I think what you're getting at, John, is the evolution of the skate video, right? And then now it's, I'm just trying to process that and answer that question. And it's, I'll start with this. When I think about skate videos, it's that nostalgia that feeling that takes me back to when I started skateboarding. So, you know, I can pinpoint where I've seen what parts. It's that visceral. It's that real uh, to me. And now taking a step back, looking at the evolution of where my experience with the skate video, how it first came up and now to what it is and how I consume skate media. It was my gateway apart from magazines where I could see the still photography, you know, frozen in time aspect. But man, when I saw my first skate video, I don't even, I think it was a 411. It was at school in tech class or before class started, we were in the tech room. And at that point I had seen and read through my trans world ton of times. And to see all those tricks in motion, stuff that I could only dream of doing and to have skateboarding that fluid and again, 3D, like in my face, I was blown away. I was like, wow, these guys are amazing. And it was, I think it was a wheels of fortune. And then I was like, I want to just keep watching this. I don't want to go to class. This is a subculture I want to identify with. Like this is skateboarding. Uh, so yeah. that's, yeah, that's my sort of short answer to that first part of your question, for sure. Like, what does it yeah. mean? To, it meant that, that was me getting into skateboarding. That was skateboarding to me. That, that's what made me feel so hyped. And when I think back to it, it's still what gets me hyped to skate. Like I just, yeah, I love the skate video so much. Yeah. Yeah, same. So Jin here. I mean, during my time, skate media was really limited for myself. And I didn't really have many places to see skateboarding, maybe the occasional commercial, somebody would be skateboarding in the background or in terms of like video or people moving, I didn't have much. So when I got my first video, The Reason from Transworld, oh, nice. I just watched that so many times. So I think that nostalgia factor is like how many times you've watched something like a scene yeah, yeah. how many times you listen to something and it, that like connects with that period in time and certain memories so for me it's really that connecting with my early days of skateboarding and just trying to fulfill my addiction with watching that video when i can't skate at night or on a rainy day or something so that's what it meant from that perspective and i guess what i'm really curious about is like what about kids starting nowadays like do the clips do the same thing for them like do they rewatch all these little clips and so on? And because I've watched that video so many times, I've watched photosynthesis so many times, and it's just different because I haven't watched these other clips that you've mentioned more than once. Maybe I don't even watch the full clip. 
just press like and go to the next clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's something that's just so immersive about like the full length. Right. Um, yeah. my, my answer is very similar to both of yours. Like I, I think of it like um, looking through a keyhole, right. The whole world of skateboarding was so foreign to me when I started and seeing like these videos was like, uh, it was like seeing another world, right. Like seeing all these scenes and experiences that you can't have like you're not you're not part of that but you get you're you get brought into it a little bit right and I, I think that was I think what was so impactful for me was to be able to see like not just the tricks and stuff but to see that whole world of like being out skating at night and being around your friends and and like that was something that I had no sort of conception of before I saw it in videos so that like I think that that was what it meant to me was just being able to access or experience those things vicariously. And I didn't have access to myself, which like, I mean, in some ways that's a little misguided because, you know, like they are, they're professionals, they're on tours or whatever. And, and like they're, it's like a highly contained and and constructed thing. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the way it, it always is for everyone, but but still just, just having that sort of window into the, the life of, of the skateboarder, I guess, was, was what really hit me about it. And as for one that stands out, I saw a couple before this one. Like I saw, I saw a few videos before this one. Like I, I think my, my first video, I think, was, a, was 411 as well. 411 Volume 20 with um, Jerry Sue, Mark Johnson. It, it was a good one. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, like, that was the first video that I saw. But the one that really stands out to me is uh, Mixtape by Zoo York. And I, I think the thing that, because I, I had seen a few other videos before that, and like they were kind of similar, like they were mostly like California footage, mostly like either, you know, highly technical or highly dangerous kind of tricks and, and like, um, you know, that kind of vibe. And Mixtape was, was just so different, right? Like it had the the crazy like hip hop freestyle soundtrack and, and it had um, the vast majority of the footage is New York city or urban centers. And there's almost like no sky in the footage. It's all buildings. Right. And like, uh, and the skating is so stylish and simple tricks, but done well. Right. Which is what, what we talked about before. That was, I think what really formed my vision moving forward of what skateboarding was to me, like this, this urban thing where you're in the yeah. city environment and that, that's the one I still go back to that one. Maybe, maybe just a random question if that's all right, but yeah, you, you mentioned it, it did it for you, but do you think it does it for everybody else in the sense of your first video or first videos really just structuring the skater that you will be? <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you're right. Like I, I, cause I don't know, or at least the skater that you wish you would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Cause like, to me, like Anthony Korea is right up there in my list of like all time favorite skaters to watch. Like I just, I love the way he does tricks and um, I don't skate like him, but when I imagine things in my head, mm. <laughs> I, I imagine doing them like he does them and, and um yeah, yeah and when i imagine like the perfect day out skating it's in like a big city um yeah. you know just in the streets and so yeah it's just it's formative right mm -hmm. i don't know i keep on talking about it but i really wonder about the kids now you know like what's their formative thing yeah <laughs> so yeah 
maybe need to do more research on that but yeah ask those kids at the park that you skate, skate with. <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah it would have been better in europe it. would have been be- better in europe because when i would skate in europe there would always be like what, 12 13 year olds and they'd be like play a game skate <laughs> just have like running right. random conversations but i really hope the kids still have the same experience that we all had and to have that connection to the skate video the one that stands out for me is jump off a building. That's the first yeah, yeah. video that my sister and I purchased, wow. saved up money. Our parents drove us down to EQ Skate Shop on Equilibre, like it's down downtown, Young Street, yeah. 360 Young Street, for that sole purpose of buying <laughs> that video. And I think it was Jason Corbett at the shop who sold it to us, like Toronto <laughs> OG uh, local. And VHS, so, you know, came home, popped it in, and watched it from start to finish like three times. You know, still I can list off the parts. Like it's amazing. Bam, Alyssa, Ed Templeton, Chris Sen, who was on Toy Machine yeah, at the yeah, time, Carrie yeah. Getz, Mike Maldonado, and BA, uh, who we didn't even like that much at that time. But Brian Anderson, obviously sick, like great skateboarder. Later on, the whole thing, like his part grew. The whole thing was amazing. And then the bonus footy at the end with um, Bam Argera skating FDR in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Carrie gets busy with that DJ Crush part. And it's just Carrie skating park, but some of the smoothest, like it's Carrie gets. So, you know, like I modeled my kickflips after his kickflips and, and it's just, yeah, jump off a building. And that connection to that video, I'm not sure that kids have that with these 59 second Instagram clips and YouTube parts. And maybe the kids that are really into it, sure, they'll immerse themselves in skate media and culture and hopefully get their hands on a couple of these really, you know, iconic videos and just, you know, like PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life, another video. I could list like a million, right? Like the reason definitely is up there for sure. One of the fun things about preparing for this episode was it gave me an excuse, not that I really needed one, but to watch all of these, my favorite parts and videos again. One thing I was saying to you guys earlier for you guys to guess, but that, and you guys hated with me, you know, would, would you, would you watch <laughs> Rob Dyrdek, Nija Elementality? <laughs> it was, a, it's a, there were two, uh, I'll, I'll, there were two that I rewatched that one of them, you know, that obviously made a lasting impact for me. One, I think that will surprise you guys. Another, you can be like, oh yeah, it's amazing. First one that I'm going to mention is Heath Kirchart, Jeremy Klein, Destroying America, Hookups. Oh, yeah. One of the funnest, amazing sort of I'm a skateboarder, let's destroy shit (laughs) with their van, (laughs) the hookups van, and then ending up with them on fire, jumping off and ollie off the dock. It's just amazing. I I forgot about that video. Was that hookups? Wasn't that the end? Or am I mixing things up? No, the end. The end was also sick with, yeah, with Rick McCrank and Andrew Reynolds, the end. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Heath and Jeremy destroying america it's <laughs> just amazing <laughs> and and yeah they would take their van everywhere and set up set up the fun box on top of the van and just shred mm-hmm. and stuff freaking awesome and then the other one is osiris subject to change louis barletta and jerry oh, yeah. part oh that's a sick okay. part that's a sick part. so fun yeah Mm-hmm. great great and that track new order song yeah yeah so do, 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 do. yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man age of consent like those two yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah amazing so that connection and it's it's great because the music is great too right it's it's yeah 
just everything about that yeah. just makes me love those skate videos for the fun factor for it just hypes me up i just want to go out and skate so for sure yeah i mean that's one thing that i was actually thinking about in terms of like videos then and now music rights yeah i think yeah. back in the day they didn't really care or they didn't well skateboarding was so underground that maybe no one actually talked about it or mm -hmm. followed up or followed through yeah sold the videos but now like as it got bigger and bigger like the music nothing against the music well i guess i am saying something against the music, but it got more and more bland maybe <laughs> so i think maybe that's a huge thing too right because it's a package right yeah 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 it makes a big difference and i like yeah i guess the one thing i, I was thinking about it because i I've really enjoyed music and a lot of skate videos that I've watched recently, but then I was just thinking about the companies that have produced those videos and their big time brands that can afford the music rights. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's true. That's why Instagram works, right? You don't even have to put music in. You just throw up your clips. Yeah. You don't need to pay anybody to edit. You don't need to pay any music rights. <laughs> Maybe it's just an answer to the situation, right? Yeah. 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 And but there is hope, though, because one of the last videos to come out in 2020, Godspeed, I see crew, full length, I think 58 yeah. minutes. That's what, true. A, what a nice link back mm -hmm. to skate video roots. I've watched that full length twice now. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a solid video. Great, great skating. I wouldn't say it's my favorite video of 2020 because we talked about this already, but you know, Atlantic drift, Tom Knox. I mean, the whole, that, that still stands out for me. I really liked, I was going to say propeller, but I'll write. Okay. Um, the Vans video, yeah, yeah. John, yeah, yeah, I know you like that one a lot too, but, yeah. but for a full length, like 58 minutes, I've watched it twice. It doesn't necessarily get me back to the, yeah, right. Even pretty sweet type of days or, you know, or PJ lad, but, it's close. I mean, for a modern 2020 video, for me to watch a 58 minute video twice, <laughs> that yeah. says something, right? So, and I'm yeah. glad they, they did it for sure. So there's hope. Yeah. Hopefully kids get their hands on it and it builds yeah. that same type of connection that we have. Yeah. I'll have to watch that now. That kind of, I guess this stuff kind of leads into our second question for today, which which was like, how have you personally responded to or been affected by the shift to these shorter form video releases, whether that's individual parts or just Instagram clips? What do you guys think of them? How have, how have you responded to it? Man, I just get overwhelmed. I try to consume more, try to keep up and realize I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so difficult and then i you know i'm resigned to the fact that okay i'll just watch the parts that i enjoy watching i think it was event city podcast as well that said you know parts that come out they might watch it once and if something's really good they'll rewind it watch it again but the parts that they actually rewatch over and over are just their friends parts and footage right yeah. and that stuck with me as well i'm thinking yeah you know like there's so many good skateboarders out there so much good quality skate media but i don't really know these people 
And I mean, not that I really knew day one or not that I really knew Eric Costin, but even with the older full lengths, there was that more of that connection with the pros that you think that you know, and you talk about them as if they're your friends. But when it's this new day and age of individual parts, you know, John, as you mentioned that these clips have focused on less on the whole package and full length feature, but more on, and they're not even really bangers, right? They're just, it's like short snapshots of really their life and what they did that day. And so yeah. you should sort of keep up or try to keep up with that. And some of the clips are sick. Don't get me wrong. They're, yeah, they're yeah. amazing that the quality of skating is definitely, you know, definitely up there. But again, back to that connection, I think it's made for our modern ADD YOLO type of personality, you know, or yeah. <laughs> we, we need to consume that media. We need accessibility to it. And the last thing I'll say before I pass it, pass it back to you guys is it also changes sort of the formula of how to do things. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. So before, when, you, when we went out to skate and film, even up until recently, right? I mean, recently, as in maybe five years ago, we'd still bring out, remember my mini DV with yeah, the yeah. fisheye that I would screw on? And it was yeah. more of a production. You'd have the skater, you'd have the filmer. And if you were a professional you know, skateboarder, you'd have a, a big company or corporation backing you with, you know, you'd get your, your, the floodlights out, the generator at a spot at night or whatever, but it's a pretty big production. Not to say that skate videos aren't productions now, they, they are for sure. But these Instagram clips and some of these YouTube clips, you have your phone, you have a friend or you have a random person at the park, but like, hey, can you, could you just film this for me real quick? Like it's, it's so easy, it's so accessible. And that just feeds into this whole short-term sort of ADD I need to consume as much as I can, you know, once after I consume it, sort of toss in the garbage, move on to the next thing, you know, type of mentality or approach. Yes. I guess I'm in the same boat as you as well. Just being overwhelmed by the amount of little clips and tricks and who do, who did that? This new guy did this, this new skater did that. Just can't keep up anymore. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I, I think at some point I just decided maybe not really focus on these little short clips too much. Don't think about it as much as I may have before in terms of like videos. So I would just focus on the full lengths that would come out periodically. I think maybe the last one I actually bought was Spirit Quest. Who is that one? The name sounds familiar, but I can't place the video. Colin Reed. Oh, okay. It's it's an indie indie video? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um, Full length. And I think the cool thing about that was that, well, he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) With all of his editing. And it was like a breath of fresh air in terms of skateboarding videos as well. Because he did like all the, I would say, skate clip to animal clip kind of oh, yeah. edit as well he cool. did all that stuff nice. like even with the filming too he would take his vx like package it in plastic and put it in the water and like act like a fish oh yeah somebody <laughs> and stuff like that or like turn the camera around or tie a string around the camera and like have it drop from way up high and then right like here. sort of zoom in and follow like yeah so it's it was interesting in that sense because it was not yeah. like yeah 45 degrees right in front or on the side right right and you know yeah. what's going to happen, you know? Oh, yeah. look yeah. at that foot placement. You see that ledge? Okay, he's going to do that. Or the skater's going to do that. Yeah, so. Yeah, a bit yeah of a that's tangent, cool. That sounds good. Yeah, I've given up. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, like, I'm of two minds about it because I actually, like, I, I hate watching anything on my phone, really. But, like, I, I hate watching skating on my phone. And so like the idea of going through 
Instagram or even like watching YouTube on, on my phone just drives me nuts. Like I, I don't like it. And, and so that whole experience also like really takes me out of it. It's hard for me to enjoy something as much when I'm like craned over my phone uncomfortably watching this thing on a tiny little screen. So like that, that's part of it for me. But the, the one thing that I do really appreciate is how there's so much immediacy to it. Right. So when like, like you mentioned this, like they're not all bangers. They're not all like these tricks that someone sat there for four hours working on. Right. Like you also get just these fun skating clips that have a lot more, you know, like personality and feel to them than, than watching like the 25th person Smith grind this rail or whatever. So like that part of it, I really, I enjoy and I appreciate but I, I don't like seeing it in that way. Like, I, I don't like the experience of watching it on a phone or something like that. But I also just, I like full lengths. Like, I like being able to sit and, and watch a whole piece and, and see how everything fits together. And like, when those clips aren't contextualized that way, when they're not part of some greater whole, they're just not as impactful to me. I really feel like that's uh, like you, you lose something when you're just, you know, posting a clip or even a part instead of a video. Do you think it's going back to the tech age of skateboarding in the sense that like doing technical tricks is like the cool thing versus maybe yeah, yeah. At our era is more well, like simple and stylish kind of thing, you know, right. that we're talking about. I feel I, maybe like, I, I don't know. Cause I also don't pay that close attention. Like I'm, I'm rarely on Instagram and I, like, I don't like, I, I kind of like you, um, what you were saying about videos. Like I, if I see a full length come up online that I'm interested in, I'll check that out. But I, I rarely watch like individual parts and I, I rarely browse Instagram for skating. And so I'm a little out of the loop. There's that element to it from what I've seen anyway, where you are getting like these, these really like highly technical combos and, and low impact kind of things. But there's also just kind of like goofing around a little bit, you know, like just like having fun on a board and doing something that maybe isn't all that difficult technically, but just looks cool or, or, you know, like looks like fun. And I feel like maybe that's creeping its way into skating a little more than it has in the past, or at least in, in a while, like since the sort of late nineties, when everything got super serious and super heavy. And I feel like for a while, it was kind of divided into two camps where you had to be either really dangerous or really technically difficult to make it into a video, you know? And I feel like that's kind of maybe has gone away a little bit. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like I, like I say, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not paying particularly close attention, but it just seems uh, a little more casual, maybe. That capturing fun aspect, I like a lot as well. That's why I like the Tilt Mode Army videos. That's why I like Louie and Jerry, you know, subject to change. Like, yeah, I, I do like the short clips that don't take skateboarding too seriously. So yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, I definitely agree with you there for sure. One thing that I have found though, no matter how fun, I mean, these clips are still short and this might be a again, a function of we're just old guys and what's, you know, the nostalgic factor is real in that when I want to watch a skate video to hype me up for a session, I'll go back to what I know and what I like. So modus operandi, Mike Carroll opening part, for example. Right, right. PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life. Like, like these, you know, I'm not going to go to someone's Instagram page and 
yeah, yeah clips yeah. it just doesn't have that connection okay so i i have kind of i don't know you guys can tell me if this is bullshit or not but it's like when i'm i have the same kind of issue with music today and listening to individual tracks versus albums and when you have a full album and you have a song on that album that is like it's either you know it doesn't quite fit with the others or it it stands out for some reason like it's a little less serious or it's short or whatever like so when when i'm thinking about it i'm thinking of like smashing pumpkin siamese dream and you have that song towards the end sweet sweet that is like this short little song it's it's light it's kind of out of step with the rest of the album but to me it's like the linchpin of the whole thing it's what makes it work because it gives it that little bit of like breathing room or something like that and i think it's kind of like that with clips and skating too like if you imagine thinking about modus i think it's modus mark johnson he does that line in like a parking lot and at the end of the line he does like it's like this back-to-back like i think it's like a like a half cab big spin nolly big spin back to back or something like that but they're like just little sweepers like they're just like he, he doesn't even pop them he just kind of scoots the board along along the ground right and to me like that's one of the highlights of that part because it's he's done his line and then he just does these two little scooters and it just looks sick and it looks fun and it, it takes some of the i don't know it just lightens the mood a little bit in the middle of this really like impressive part and if I imagine seeing that clip, like just that isolated clip, like just the, you know, the, the back-to-back sweeper big spins. I would just kind of, if I was flipping through my phone, I would see that and I would just keep moving, right? But when I see it in the part as part of that whole video, it has a totally different effect for me. So you're talking about track 12, the one I would just always fast forward, right? Because I would go to nine, which is mayonnaise and and then yeah, go yeah. back to six, which is disarm. And then <laughs> no, you got to You start at one and you listen until it ends. That's how you do it. <laughs> which brings us to an interesting question, right? And I think that maybe it's just the natural evolution of not only the, the platform itself with, you know, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, I guess, but YouTube, you can have full lengths on there or longer uh, video parts. But what are your thoughts on fast forwarding through parts then so i want to yeah. be clear i i understand this full length skate video and appreciating it in totality because that whole package right as you've mentioned you know here time and again which i agree with how we take that in as an audience to appreciate it from start to finish it's different than than just you know excising or you know performing yeah, surgery, yeah. It yeah sort of individually where the sum of all of the parts actually is greater than in the individuals because you appreciate right, it right, for right. the whole thing. I will say though, yeah. even though I do fast forward through parts, I think back in the day when we got a skate video, we watched it front to end first yeah, and then picked the parts that we really liked and watched it again and again. Whereas now you don't even have the chance to watch the full thing because A, there right. are very few full length parts. And even if there are full length videos, they're nowhere near one and a half hours long. They're what, <laughs> 40 minutes tops? Which is why the Godspeed I see video is stuck out for me, like 58 minutes. That's, that's a pretty, you know, sizable, that's a full length for, yeah. for 20. But I'm almost, I don't want to be hypocritical because yes, I have fast forwarded through parts. So isn't where we are now just an evolution of yeah. just 
everything super fast forward, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure I've fast forwarded through parts before too. Like I, I don't, I can't think of a video that I've owned that there was like a part that I just didn't like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. so I, like, I don't remember, like, there's not like one that stands out like, Oh, I would never watch that guy's part. I would always skip to the next or whatever, but like, I'm sure I, I sure there were times that I just really wanted to see, you know, the next person or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do. I, I guess, I guess where I'm, where I differ a little bit is that for me, like the ideal length, like what I consider a full length and what I think is like the ideal length of first gate videos between 30 and 40 minutes. So, you know, when you get into videos that are like an hour, an hour 20, it definitely, like I can see it then. I can imagine people, you know, not wanting to sit through that full thing every time. But yeah, especially when it's like a video that I love that I think is like well-crafted and like where the, the people in it are interesting and the filming's good and the music's good and all that stuff. Like I like to just kind of take it in. I guess one of the neat things about that experience to me is that over that period of time, like whether that's 35 minutes or whether it's an hour or whatever, over that period of time, your attention like waxes and wanes, right? And mm -hmm. so on different watches, you kind of notice different things and you might like catch something one time that didn't really stand out to you a different time, right? So I think that's part of the value too, that you're, you know, you're just continually exposing yourself or I guess not exposing yourself to new things, but just deepening your, your understanding and appreciation of that one thing. Right. When you said oh, exposing yourself your question, there, but... I just pictured Mark Johnson with his trench coat yeah. <laughs> opening it up. <laughs> yeah. We're in this hyper fast forward mode right now, right? Yeah. Where everything, yeah. you know what? Instagram even does you a, a service of not even having to rewind because the thing just loops. <laughs> like where, whereas, you know, like if you wanted to watch, you know, Chris Roberts's switch flip, switch Manny at, at courthouse, right. You don't need to stitch it together. You just, you watch it on repeat. It does it for you. It's so, you know, again, back to this whole accessibility convenience, like it's right there at your fingertips, wherever you go. Cause you have your phone yeah. with you all the time. You don't need to go in front of a TV or a computer to watch a skate video. Fuck that. Yeah. You, you pop it out, <laughs> pop it out of your pocket and be like, yo, you could be at the spot. Yo, let's watch that switch. Oh, okay, cool. I'm on the subway. Yo, let's watch that switch. Oh, you don't have signal? Don't worry. I saved it. It's on loop already. Let's watch that switch. <laughs> switch Manny. It's like, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. That like, that's a whole other thing to me is the omnipresence of phones and distraction, but that, that's, that's a whole other thing. So yeah. do we do question three now? For sure. My super smooth segue. All right. So yeah. So with, with that stuff said, question three for the discussion. So we, we talked a little bit about how we've personally taken or not taken to this development towards short form parts or, or Instagram clips. Um, but I'm curious to know like what changes, if there are any changes that you've noticed in skateboarding sort of overall in relation to this shift. So like whether that's the skateboarding that you see when you're out um, at a spot or at the park or how you see skateboarding 
captured or reflected in, in the larger, like the full length videos or the, the parts that have been released in sort of recent times. I'm curious to know if you guys have, have noticed any differences or any influences there and what you think about it. Well, there's a whole new category called YouTube skaters, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah. I think that's one big thing that maybe has changed in skateboarding that I saw huge followers or following for some of these YouTube skaters that are good at what they do. And I've never heard of them. <laughs> these are, like, I want to, I, I, I don't know. I'm such an old man sometimes, but I just want to make sure I understand. Cause these are, these are skaters who are not like, they're not skaters who are established professional skateboarders who have done something with YouTube. These are skaters who have basically become YouTube influencers through skateboarding who don't necessarily have any like sponsorship or backing or whatever, but they, they use the platform themselves. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And I guess their voice or following has grown so much that like what the industry was or is, I guess the power balance is like, you know, at an right. interesting place. I keep on forgetting their name. What was that guy? Aaron, Aaron something in oh, his company. Braille. Braille. Yeah, they're, they're huge, aren't they? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, even at some skate parks, I would see kids skating the decks and be like, yeah, it's really good and cheap, but completely off the radar. And yeah. So I don't have my, my finger on the pulse of the skateboard world, but um, I, it's just crazy how like I've, I've barely heard of these people or, the, or their companies. And yet like they're in, I guess not obviously in, in my circle, but in certain areas, they're obviously very influential and very successful. Right. Mm -hmm. but, it's probably better. You haven't heard of them. Seriously. You're not missing <laughs> much shots fired. Are we going to, are we going to, are we going to, are we going to mention? Okay. So one thing actually, Jen, I was curious about when you were in Switzerland though, with Johnny Geiger being a Swiss national, right? Um, mm. Revive is that, cause that goes hand in hand with Braille, right? Like this. That's the brand I was thinking about revive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the way I see it is, man, I'm going to sound, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and keep it to, to being more, Oh, fuck it. This, I'm just, just going to say it how it is. <laughs> the shift for me has been one where I'm not a one to, to say, okay, I'm on this crusade to bring back what skateboarding was, right? I'm almost in the other camp where, yeah, we should accept and adapt to how it is because things evolve and it opens up new doors, right? And there's opportunity for growth. And I think growth and progression are important. If anything stagnates, then you, know, you run into all sorts of other problems. So with that sort of said, now you have these YouTube skaters and this, or Instagram skaters for that matter, right? Yeah. Social media platform skaters. Versace plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, talking about new opportunities, right? Who would have thought like you've got LV and, and um, <laughs> you know, all new levels of corporate sponsorship, but Anyways, we digress. We can talk about the LV skate shoe or whatever. Um, Do you think episode. they'll send us some? If we, if we send them a link to the pod and say we want to review them, you think they'll yeah, send with us some? Product <laughs> review and, uh, and you know, this, uh, we're, it'll give us, I think, more credibility. And we can <laughs> listen. They send us a few pairs of LV. I'll say whatever they want us to say. Yo, LV's the best <laughs> skate shoe ever. <laughs> How's that for selling out? Just, just send, <laughs> send me enough that I can sell them on eBay. Right. You know, some of them were, I think they were $400, I think, right? 
that was the starting oh, price? I, heard, or I thought they were a lot more than that, but I that's don't know. what I thought too. Yeah. Was it four? Yeah, maybe it was more. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. I, I, I'm trying to remember what I watched a bit of the Nine Club review, and I think Jerron Wilson was saying maybe he guessed it was four hundred, but it was actually way more than that. Let me do a quick Google. Actually, this is gonna LV skate <laughs> price. I had in my head like twelve hundred dollars or something like that, but that that could have been like a, a rumor or something like that. Yeah. Man, okay, so it says here hypebeast.com hmm let me just see this is going to be lucian clark okay okay scroll down scroll down (laughs) all right as it stands currently quote the cheapest men's sneaker on louis vuitton's web store retails for 700 dollars usd so so they're doing us a favor by going with 400 yeah Yeah. chump change yeah no, I think you're right. I thought it was, it might, might've been more. I think maybe 400 was Jerron's guess or something, but I'll have to rewatch it anyways. Um, but back to what, what I was saying, the widening of the, of the audience, right? It, it increases the ability for people to participate. Yeah. But with that comes, you like everyone's not created equal, right? So there's this hierarchy. And again, I'm as guilty as anyone, but I've said it before. I like the fact that there's progression. I like the fact that there is a reduction or barriers to entry are now sort of out the window, right? You can have an audience on YouTube or any platform and you can make a difference. Individuals have more power. Jin, to your point, absolutely. The balance of power now and has shifted. And if you're one of the OG companies or core companies, right? In the, in the industry, you would feel threatened. At the same time, me as a skate consumer... I'm not a big fan of Braille or Revive. Again, I'm not their target demographic, right? I'm not an eight to 15 year old kid who needs to buy cheap decks because they're cheap and, (laughs) you know, have this guy do super tech tricks. And, you know, anyways, to me, (laughs) it's, it's almost like they're positioning themselves as a second tier. Again, I, I don't mean to, to call them lesser than the core, but it's the different audience that they're marketing to. It's not sanctioned by the mainstream. Not that it has to be, but for me, I don't, the, the, the content that they're producing doesn't resonate with me. I don't watch it. And to me, it's a little kooky. So I'll give you an example. A lot of these things on YouTube now that I see, I don't click on them, but it's like, watch me try out a glass skateboard or doing a kickflip with 200 mm-hmm. sheets of grip tape. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to waste my time doing that? I don't care that you're doing, like, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of whack. Having said that, and this is where I might sound hypocritical. Back, I'll just go to um, jump off a building, toy machine, right? You know, the, the old, I mean, I mean, look at Baker, like all the old skate videos, the hijinks, like, you know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the fun clips, the, the comedic sort of short skits, the jokes and stuff. It's, it's almost like that, but they're focusing on that and not the skating and taking it to a whole new level. It's I don't very know it's, like, it's very clickbaity, right? It yeah. totally is clickbait yeah, like, and, and I'm not falling yeah. for that clickbait. But then I asked myself, like, do I enjoy watching Jackass and, you know, Bam Margera do his thing? And I enjoyed Bam and, and Brandon skits in Jump Off a Building for sure with, with, uh, with uh, Bam's dad and everything. Like yeah. how they filmed is funny, right? And, and, you know, with CKY um, playing the track to win, again, when he skates FDR, like burned in my memory forever. <laughs> it's almost like they're extracting that. And sure, Bam did his whole Viva La Bam and, um, jackass and exploited the fuck out of it right on MTV and now 
this this YouTube YouTubers, YouTube skateboarders, you know, influencers with the clickbaity stuff. Sure, it's kind of the same thing, but kind of not because it's on a different level. You're right, it's, John. It's clickbaity level that I'm. Yeah, I'm not going to click on. I don't care that you're doing a kickflip with 200 sheets of grip tape. Don't like. I, I don't want. I don't waste my time with that. I'd rather see some quality skateboarding from people who are working hard at skating. You know, whether it's locals or, um, you know, give me some Tom Knox Atlantic Drift, please. More, <laughs> more of that skating. Like for for skating, skating for skating's sake, for the art form, for the expression, and not for just because you have a platform. You know, sure they have their soapbox. Great. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, first super thick metal skateboard with like, you know, <laughs> skateboard made of paper clips and, you know, watch me jump off a building with a skateboard made of, I don't care, dude. You know, like not, not my thing. That's because you're a middle yes. aged man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's the thing I always think about too. Like, I don't know. This sort of goes to what we chatted about, you know, like old guys teaching younger kids tricks and being like, this is how you do it. This is how it's done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do sort of understand that factor. At the same time, I feel like nobody owns it, right? It's everybody's thing. Everybody can do whatever they want with it. So yeah. I, I personally don't watch any of that stuff too. But at the same time, I would sort of understand if my kid wanted to watch the clip like that. Because it's just yeah. what cur like curiosity and it, it's fun and, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like tilt mode army for us maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah yeah well i mean yeah. i wouldn't put it on the same level as yeah, but by the not. way like, it's, it's <laughs> i've actually i've already preemptively blocked those sites on youtube so my kids i've gone i'm just kidding but hate hate aside though i i think there is consensus among us old guys here right and we're not even that old we're still pre-40 but but not, again, not there, not who they're barely, targeting. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm with you, Jen. I don't want unsolicited skate advice. I want to, you know, we, we should actually, this is going to be our tagline, right? Like, figure it out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We've said it enough times. Uh, uh, skateboarding is a puzzle to me, a puzzle that I like working on by myself and figuring out and hanging out with friends to figure it out. And if I want tips or if I want, you know, suggestions of how to do things, I'll ask for them. But half the battle for me, and even if someone shows me how to do it, ultimately, I do it when I figure out a trick, it might be completely different than how they mm -hmm. do it. You know, there was a point in time where I wanted my heel flips to be more, you know, quote, unquote, proper with my toes hanging over a little bit. And then I just got comfortable with the fact that you know what, well, again, I reworked my regular heel flip so that my toes do hang over a little bit. But because I've got that, <laughs> that comfort there. But for my switch heel flips, I kind of look like I'm doing a kickflip. And I might be doing it completely wrong, but I, I can still pop them higher and it just feels more comfortable. And, you know, someone might say, well, that's not how you do a switch heel flip. But I would say to that, well, that doesn't matter what, how you do it, right? I, I, can, I can do it my way of how it feel, feels comfortable. And mm -hmm. that's me skating, right? I think my hope, like my hope with the, the YouTube influencer, skateboarder, whatever, I would, with that whole thing, it would be like, it's, it's like the gateway, right? Like, um, I don't know. I think, think about it like music too. Like you might, like you hear like, I, I don't know, the, you hear good Charlotte on the radio and, and you, you kind of like it. And then that gets you kind of learning about other, and then you, you, you hear 
like you learn about rancid from that and then you listen to some rancid and, and you're getting mm. a little closer and then from that you're you're drawn back to like minor threat or whatever and like you know what i mean it's like hopefully it's like that pathway in where you start working your way back yeah. to the core yeah. mm-hmm. of the thing um yeah. but i don't know yeah i say that as someone who has never spent any time watching this stuff so i don't i don't really know what it's like but you know i i would hope that that would be the the, the impact down the line right that it gets maybe those kids who are like sitting on their computer instead of being out skateboarding, you know, maybe it'll get them hyped to go skateboarding a little bit. And then from there you just topple further down, mm-hmm. down the wormhole. Right. So yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to answer my own question with another question. Um, so getting, getting back to that, the whole idea of like the influence that these things have had on skateboarding. Do you think the fucking awesome videos would be possible in the pre YouTube era, the pre Instagram era. Cause when I watch those, when I watch the FA or hockey videos, I think like there's a lot of like, obviously like there's a lot of rad skating in those videos, but a lot of it is stuff that, you know, in the two thousands wouldn't be deemed worthy of a video part, you know, like watching someone like dump truck off a bar onto a curb for like a, six inch 50 50 and then sloppily ride onto the sidewalk or something like that you know like i i love it like i watch that and i get hyped up but i don't think that would ever have been included in a video in the early to mid 2000s so i'm thinking about like the the cumulative impact of all this stuff and i'm just i'm wondering what, what you guys think yeah definitely unwritten laws or unwritten rules of what was acceptable or you know but it was almost a community effort like i don't think it was one company saying this is how escape video should be it was all these companies and skaters trying to outdo each other of you know the the biggest hammer the more tech stuff or you know as it as it progressed and maybe it's gotten to this point where skateboarding itself isn't taking itself that seriously yeah so and that's a good thing right i mean mm-hmm. i would agree with you though john that i don't it probably wouldn't have been allowed back then but now it becomes acceptable it's like, I know these guys are good skaters. So when they do a sloppy 50, it doesn't necessarily cheapen the skating for me. I can relate to it more because when you're skating, sometimes a lot of it doesn't have to be picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Travis Stanger or Wade and everything they do is perfect. But like, <laughs> I, I get it, right? Um, actually, I did also watch Baker 2G, Jim Greco's part. Conte told me to watch it actually today. And it was like one of the best Nolly backside flips ever down the, down the set. I think it's a Wilshire set. We'll, I just say down, down the, <laughs> we'll just say best Nolly backside flip ever, which again, butter, right? Greco. But I remember when I watched that part at first, many, many years ago, I liked Jim Greco. I wasn't as hyped on it. I, I remember his back lip down the rail more than the Nolly backside flip. But those two, after rewatching again, I'm like, yeah, it stands out. There was his opening line and a couple of other tricks. They're really tough tricks, right? You know, 360s and, and frontside flips. There was hand touches or almost hand touches and, and very type of skating. Yeah, yeah. But it fit with the song, fit with his steez, like, you know, leather jacket, t- sort of tighter pants, that, that type of thing. It looked sick. I liked the whole part. And I think that's sort of the same feeling that when I watch these newer videos, you know, again, when it's less put together, I still like it. Uh, it doesn't have to be completely picture perfect, you know, yeah. produced, but yeah, as a I, full length or anything, I don't think it would have existed 
back then yeah. didn't have the chance or not give it the chance to exist back then. Just thinking, didn't we have a category for that during that day in age two, the promo category? Yeah. True. Right. So like <laughs> iPath, iPath promo was, I guess, even one of my favorite videos, even though it was a promo video, but it was just what really good skating and then hanging around, traveling around, you know, right. Yeah. Just pulling around. So, and I actually like that aspect of it being sort of, I guess, less professional and less put yeah. together in that sense. That's a great point, Jen. Yeah. I mean, the same thing would go for tour videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Super champion fun zone, for example. Yeah. The tour right, video, right. But it was awesome. Right. <laughs> or hot chocolate yeah. tour. Like, yeah. Yeah. I guess those are full videos, not necessarily promos, but I think there's, there was that space. So I wouldn't really right. write it off in that sense. From yeah maybe you're right maybe it didn't quite have the same status but it was there right yeah and yeah. like anything be it what kick flipping 200 sheets of grip tape or watching that it's up to the individual in terms of what they like and want to watch right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so you either watch medic maddie or you watch what something else a promo video if you want <laughs> yeah. you only have 20 minutes before you skate rather than a full hour video you know um right right i remember going to a skate shop and buying the video heads another zoo york video and i didn't know like i didn't i didn't i hadn't heard of it before so i didn't know it existed and then i just saw it on the shelf and i was like oh sick like a, a zoo video that i haven't seen so i picked it up and i i took it back uh and put it in and i'm watching it and uh i was like this this is rad like this is really fun and and then it ended and I was like, like the whole thing was like 10 minutes, I think. And, um, and like, it kind of like just going back to like the, the idea, like a promo video or whatever. But, um, I didn't know that like when I bought it, right. I, I had no idea. So I thought I had bought like a full length video and I thought like I was like watching the intro and yeah. then it ended. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that was a bit of a letdown. But yeah, that said that again, like that video has got some sick footage in it too. Yeah. And I, yeah. like, I'm a fan of those you know, nineties RBU Mali videos. So for sure it works for me, but it's, yeah. I think one thing too, like individual part, I always think of the Dylan video. Um, oh yeah. With Gravis. Yeah. I think yeah. that was like a, uh, not a game changer, but it set the, it set the trend for a lot of people. You would see lots of Dylan's out there. My, my, yeah. my black jeans got a bit tighter after watching that video too. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so there are always you know i would say certain gems out there in the sense of you know an individual part maybe wouldn't have made sense but when that came out everybody was like whoa what well this is yeah no doubt seven minutes eight minutes whatever i don't know i watched that many times too so yeah I'm just trying to think of some other things but yeah like in each of the categories instagram to like Versace plug in the beginning when he came out, I was blown away. Like I wanted to watch all his clips, which doesn't really happen too often with me, but something about like the way he skated just really attracted to me. So like in every little thing, it can be really saturated, but there's always maybe one little thing. Yeah. That yeah that's in. true. Yeah. Mm. Maybe connects to you as a middle aged man or 12 year old yeah. or <laughs> So well, maybe we feel it's saturated, but there's something for everybody. Maybe that's why. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And it, it's getting me thinking about, um, is Jameer Brown's DC part? 
that's one for me, like it's a, you know, that's a single part. And like, I love that part. And I like, I watch that part all day. And there's two things about it. One is that like, I think because of the way it's filmed. Well, well, like I, the main thing is that the skating is amazing. Like I love watching him skate. He's, he's so good and so stylish, but um, the way it's filmed and edited and everything, it kind of, it feels like more than just this collection of tricks which is like something that I like, but then it also like just thinking about what you were talking about with the nostalgia factor, right? Like he's skating in like the, the DC links and like the baggy cargo pants and stuff and like skating Philly. And it's like, it's all the stuff that was big when I was just really finding my feet as a skateboarder. Right. So, yeah. So that that puts us in a shitty place because I don't know, there's no like real conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or at least for myself, I, yeah, I don't have any answer because. That's better. That's better. Cause you're not, you're not, um, you're not building your, you're not building a box around yourself. You're, you're tearing walls down, right? If we can find ways to appreciate the things that we were just shitting on, that's, that's better than starting to hate the things that you might've liked. Right. I, I guess, I don't know though. I have this mentality because the cool guy factor, you know, when you go to an skate store and you get vibed and everything, I realize, oh, wait, maybe I'm not a cool guy. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh, so, so what is my skateboarding? What, like, the more I think about it, the less it means anything. You're like, I don't know. I, I, found it, I find like it's not worth thinking about too much at some point. And I've just basically boiled it down to, you know, if you're having fun, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Just roll with it. Even though some people well, not like what you do. Yeah. Like Sawyer loves Todd Falcon's parts, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after you just mentioned the Dylan Reader part, I have it here playing right now on my other screen. And <laughs> his Gravis part, dude, it's so good. I will yeah. say though, he does crouch quite a bit. So I'm even more, I should have just sent the clip of him crouching. But <laughs> true true relatable relatable yeah but solid part yeah seven minutes and 43 seconds of awesome dylan reader like hands down one of the one of the best parts for sure came came out at a good time too i think less than 10 minutes Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good video to watch before skating you get what you need from it (laughs) yeah when i when i first saw it i couldn't like i don't know maybe i maybe i just didn't realize it I know there have been long parts, but when, when I first saw it, I was like, how is there this much footage of one skater? Mm-hmm. Like that, like that alone blew my mind. And then that it was all so good. Just pushed me over the top. I guess the, the conclusion is that um, I, I think like to me, there, there are two things that you guys have kind of brought up today and, and in other episodes that kind of stand out. And it's the one is like, you know, figure out what you like and then like that thing, right? That's like, that's the one thing that it really is just, it's a matter of preference in a lot of ways. And, and the other thing is that, um, that it's, it's not up to us, right? Like we don't own it. Like nobody owns it. And, and I think, I don't know, like we're fortunate enough that we exist at a time that we can, we can just not go on Instagram. We can just watch the full lengths if we want, right? So, 
you know, those things still exist and they're still being produced occasionally. Um, and, and they're, they're there for us. Yeah. And I don't know. And hopefully everybody else will get their heads straight and find their way over there eventually. Right. Yeah. So. Should we um, should we wrap it up with a little a little stoke? What do you think? Let's do it. Um, yeah, what are you guys hyped on this week? What's what's uh, what have you seen or read or done that's that's got you stoked? Weekly stoke. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, <laughs> stoke of the week, yeah. Yeah. So I have maybe one that would be more relevant for the general public and one that no one would give a shit about. Um, which one should I go with? The one that no one will care about. So I pick up my kid from the nursery and on the way I go there on the street, there's this kid maybe around 10 years old, maybe a bit older. I can't really tell. Um, and he's just pushing on the street and trying to learn how to ollie or kickflip and tray flip all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like a new trick. That's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what trick he's trying to go for. Uh, I think he's trying to go for a tray flip, even though it looks like maybe he still needs to work on his ollies, but you know, mm. to each their own, that's his journey. Um, but anyways, I go <laughs> pick up my kid and I come back. So that's maybe around what, 20 minutes or so. And he's still there. And I, I don't know, it brought me back to my early days too, when I would just go to some random parking lot and skate by myself, like, you know, try to practice and be like, oh, I got to try and learn this new trick. And yeah, that, yeah. that was my stoke. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. We don't see too many skaters around, around my, my small little town. So I remember like, I don't know. It's funny. Cause uh, I saw it's not quite the same, but it's similar. Earlier this year, we were picking my kids up from their school and uh, we like parked the car when we got there. And this guy who looked like he was probably around our age just went pushing by on his board. And he had like a, it was like a skateboard, not a long board. And he was just cruising through the street and like looked really comfortable on his board. So he, he knew that like he actually skated. And I was like, holy shit, like there's another skater in this town. And he's, <laughs> he's like my age. Like what's... Uh, but yeah, you didn't chase him down. Like, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> should have beeped my horn and been like, hey, "Do a kickflip." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These small things do stoke you out, though, right? It's not. It's not like yeah. I'm like, yeah, like walking down the street, like <laughs> yeah. you're awesome, or it just in, in, internally, you know, I'm. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. man, I want to go skate now. So yeah. That's a stoke. Did you give him an unsolicited tip or advice on how to trade? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Only if asked. A little kid was going, oh, skateboard, oh, skateboard. And then kid. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it that was. <laughs> My other one is, uh, have you watched the new Flow, Mutan? Is that how you say it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, I have. I, I know. Sorry. I haven't watched it either yet, but I've seen the previewer. <laughs> I've always been a, a fan of Flow, so I really enjoyed that video, and that was a, another stoke. He he just makes. I'm not a big fan of super tech tricks, but he does super tech tricks and makes them look so fluid and cool that I want to skate New Balance now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the him, key. Yeah. That's... Him and Tom Knox, right? Those are those are exactly yeah. why to get a pair of MBs for sure. Yeah, <laughs> amazing part. His switch heel, the way he catches, you got to check that out. And also, he's got a kickflip uh, back nose blunt where he just goes through. But when he goes out, it's not like he lost any speed. So he just oh he does it and he's just still skating along. So it's not like wow. he stops after doing the trick because of the nose blunt. So that's. I don't know, minor details, but I think part of the yeah. thing that makes it so nice and fluid. That might be the one that I saw because it's on Instagram. I think it was on Free Skate Mag, like the, the preview oh, yeah, or be. like the shorter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely check out the, the whole thing. It's short too, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like three minutes or so. I think yeah. after I, while I was watching and it ended, I wanted more. So, yeah. That doesn't happen too often. <laughs> That's end, the sweet spot. End of Stoke. <laughs> end of Jin's Stoke of the Week. <laughs> I'm just going to make it so corny that, you know, we're going to have a different following. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get on, get on, get, we got to get in on those Braille numbers. Right? Exactly. Let's broaden the horizon, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Today's discussion. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in if that's all right. I brought this up to you guys before, but. But my my stoke my stoke this week is actually the the slap threads with the, the posterior outfit the the slap posterior outfit threads they just yeah. they're so good and <laughs> it's like um, I don't know I love it for a lot of reasons like the the one thing is that it's just hilarious to see all these people in like generic skater outfits mm-hmm. posting their outfits and then like commenting and be like yeah those sick car hearts <laughs> like where'd you get your car hurts? Like, I, yeah. I just, I get a, I get a kick out of it, but um, it's also like comforting to see all these people who, you know, work just as hard as I do to look like they don't care about how they look. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's comforting. I don't know. I like it. Skaters are perverts, right? Like how can you think so much about a specific fit? Or looking for the specific loose yeah. pants, you know, the yeah. perfect pant is, I think, the internal discussion that we always have, or even yeah, yeah. flat, or or even more, looking at trucks that have been used thoroughly, you know, people right, hyped right. and stoked off that. How perverted is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at a piece of metal, and you go, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> They grind that, that good. Grind mark, man. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> gotta see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I just thought of all of that when you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Am I up? <laughs> <laughs> I just found uh, the Flo Mirtem part en passant, right? The one that was just released. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's three minutes and nine seconds. I was so excited to watch it. Yeah, my weekly stoke, it's a simple one. I was blessed with a box from a dear friend. Shout out, Conte. Thank you. So haven't skated it yet, but am looking forward to some good tricks and good sessions in my garage. Maybe 
when the weather's nicer, springtime comes, I could drag it out and skate on the street with it. But yeah, pretty stoked, pretty hyped. Yeah, that is pretty sick. That's a nice gift. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. I was not really expecting it after uh, again initially sort of talked about, but then kind of forgot about it, and then yeah, it was a really nice surprise. So thank you, thank you. Is it like mid shin high or? How high is that? I didn't uh, measure it. I know when we talked about it before, it was around 10 inches to a foot, maybe. So, what's that in centimeters? Let me do it. <laughs> 30 centimeters, right? Is a foot. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So, 12 inches, 30 centimeters. Yeah. I, I just asked because I don't know if you saw one of my latest Instagram posts that I posted maybe a few years ago. Uh, but <laughs> At my wife's parents' place, my wife's friend's husband made me a box. Yeah, and yeah, the picture, yeah, the picture. Yeah. That, yeah, but that looks high. And he made it based on the height that I wanted. And I was like, yeah, maybe around knee high. That's fine. <laughs> I can probably do that. And then it came along and I was like, oh my God, that's not a chill box. <laughs> I'm going to have to warm up yeah. to just 50-50 that. <laughs> But but you can get your backsmiths fully dipped, right? That's, a, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So not not all lost, not not all bad. <laughs> but it's not but yeah, that's you a know, fool around kind of thing. <laughs> well, maybe for some people, but no. yeah. Just gotta work on your crouch. Just gotta gotta squat down more. Get the, true. Get true. the pop. My old knees won't bend further than ninety degrees, so all right all right good stuff okay now we got to do some kind of outro is that is that what we do now thanks for hanging out thanks everyone for listening see you next time type of thing (laughs) yeah just yeah i I just got the type of thing we just thank each other again (laughs) 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 like the thing is that like we know for sure that that we will listen to at least part of it after this, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you guys for spending another night hanging out and chatting. And thank you to uh our loyal few who listen. Yeah. Thank you to anybody who actually listened to this whole thing and got to this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. More love and hate next time. See you guys later. Later, haters!